This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. You know, lads, when I watch the footy, I always feel quite peckish and need something to eat. Do I go savoury or something a little sweeter? Fudge Life has all your sweet needs covered. With a variety of fudge flavours including chocolate swirl, caramel and birthday cake, Fudge Life brings the sweetness of fudge and the richness of chocolate straight to your mouth. And now, if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off your purchase. Find Fudge Life on Facebook or Instagram or go to fudgelife.com.au. Fudge Life, bringing sweetness to your next meal. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey. And what a talented crew I have with me today. It's four of the best. Let's start it off. Doug, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, Joey. How are you going? I'm good, mate. To my right, which you can't see because we are podcasting, is Reese. Reese, welcome back, mate. Good to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here, Joey. How are you, mate? Oh, mate, I'm always better when I see you. Aww. Bottom left and rocking a wonderful headset is Luke. Lukey, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, mate. We missed you last week. I know, I know. I missed being on it last week. And, of course, last but certainly not least, Craig, Craig rocking the Tigers beanie tonight, mate. Always good. Tiger fever, baby. I love it. All right, boys, let's get straight into it. Bit of a merch update, of course. Uh, you can jump on rugbyleaguemerch.com.au and there you type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast and you'll find hoodies, shirts, mugs, stubby holders, and now selling beanies heading into winter. So get yourself one. The hoodies look like this, nice and comfortable. We got some mugs as well, rocking it tonight with my coffee. And yeah, that's a bit of our merch update. All right, let's jump straight into our round 12 review for rugby league. What round it was, boys? Uh, let's not even start with our tipping. Our tipping was woeful, but <laughs> round 12. Well, all right. We, we go all the way back to Thursday night. A, a time of recording it was about a week ago, and it was the Panthers against the Broncos. Panthers getting it done 15 to 4 at Suncorp Stadium. Now, this was one of the ones I got right, one or two. I didn't get many this week. But good game here. I thought Penrith were clinical without being clinical. I thought that they they did enough to get the job done early and then just held their lead. Of course, only two tries being scored from Penrith and then Broncos not getting one late until the first half. Uh, Dougie, we'll jump to you, mate. The, The Broncos' decision in this game, there was a couple of no try calls there. The bunker actually was overturned by the on-field ref, which I found interesting. Um, yeah, that was that was quite an interesting uh, thing to watch unfold. Um, I don't agree with it. I mean, yeah. if, if you're the on-field referee and you're going to the bunker, you're obviously looking for another opinion and to persuade that opinion to work in your favour. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm in a bit of agreement with you. I think we've got the technology. It's not the technology that's the problem. It's the people. But, like, uh, I mean, you know, the, the referee made his on-field decision. He's gone to the bunker for a second opinion, but then changed the bunker's opinion to yeah. make his decision valid. And I'm like, well, why go to the bunker? Was there any need to go to the bunker if you're just going to persuade their decision anyway? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're exactly right. Uh, Lukey, I'll jump to you. Uh, this game, mate, for Penrith, it, 
we saw them the week before put a massive clinic on the Roosters. And this one, was it just a case of just getting the job done? Like they knew they had it won? I wouldn't say they knew they had it won. I definitely thought that they lacked, lacked a bit points-wise, um, you know, and the way Brisbane played as well. Um, yeah. I definitely think they could have put more points on and they definitely uh, should have put more points on. But, yeah, no, I, I just think... I think the game, the scoreline, it, it is it represents the game to a T, like the way both teams played. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, let's jump to our second game of round twelve. It was the Dragons against my Chookies, boys, boys, <sighs> boys. This this was heartbreaking. This game, this uh, I I don't even know where to start in this game. I I watched this whole thing twelve nil up to the Dragons at halftime, and I thought the Dragons. We're going to go on with this big score. Second half, Roosters came out, fired up, came back, got in the lead, uh, 18-16. And then with 20 seconds left on the clock, the Dragons had one last play. A kick went across field. The bounce favoured Matt Figai, and he scored with three seconds on the clock. And then they kicked the conversion from right in front and won the game. I honestly had no words. Reese, let's start with you, mate. You didn't have anything for the first game. Mate, take us through what you felt in this one. Well, I was sort of similar with you. I sort of um, sadly had the the, the Chookies dead and buried at halftime, mm. which I, I didn't want to feel that way. It's, it, but then it just just opened up. It had, it had everything yeah. that match. And I think it's just one of those cases and you know, a lot of people like to bring up the football gods. Just, you know... I've never I've never seen anything work so well as that last play. Man, oh man. So no, nah, it was it was a good game to watch. Um shame for your chookies, but uh uh rugby league at its best. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Craig, jump to you, mate. We talked about interim coaches and the effect that they have on teams, and it was the case for the Dragons. Sure was. Uh this is one of the games that I was on the fence with for that reason and that reason only. Just the interim coach comes in. Whatever happens in that week, I don't know, but yeah. there is just a change of mentality straight away. Yeah. And geez, didn't he enjoy the moment at the end of the game when he was banging on the glass? Oh, so. He he did. Um I, I had I had Lukey over for a couple on the weekend and we, we were talking about how there, there, there was an image during the week how uh, it said one coach. It had Craig Bellamy and it had um, Ryan Carr and it had uh, one, one coach has just uh, gone equal first on the table and one's just won their first game. Which coach is which? And Bellamy's just sitting there like this. And oh, Ryan Carr's image. up yeah, and you're just I like, you know, it's 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 about how you celebrate, mate. Like they've just gotten off the bottom of the table. They've done really well. So great shout there. Dougie. The, the Dragons, it, it, is it a fluke or do you think they can go on with it? I don't know. Like, Dragons are a bit hit and miss at the moment. It, it's it's hard to tell. I think they just need to, like, you know, the form that they played in against the Roosters, like, you know, even though they did get the win, that, like, they still, you know, they came to the plate. Like, they, yeah. they made it known that, you know, they're not a side that's going to be in the bottom. So I think, <clears throat> I think they can play with it. They just need to be, I don't know, just a little bit more resilient. A little bit more, like you know, disciplined and play better footy. And I think if they if yeah. they can can carry on to do that, then they may be like you know, they won't be a, a bottom team. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And Lukey, my question to you, mate. Uh, th- this Roosters outfit, uh, the the bike couldn't come quick enough for them. But over the past few weeks, 
three losses on the trot now. Is it panic stations or do you think after the buy they come back refreshed? Mate, I was literally going to ask you the exact same question <laughs> later on. I have, I've, have written down three out of the five Chooks losses. They've been the second team to score against the Sharks, Cowboys and Penrith. Yeah. So I, I had that written down. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the bye week obviously will help you a lot. Yeah. Um, but then it might not as well because you've got Tedesco, who's your captain, training with the Blues. Like he's off from Rooster's duty. Lindsay Collins is off because he's mm-hmm. off with the Queensland squad. So, yeah, I'm not, re- not really sure. Not really yeah. sure. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm hoping that round 14, it's, there's talk we might have uh, Walker, Manu, and uh, Hargraves back, which will be a massive uh, – sorry, Tupo as well, which will be a massive uh, coup for the Roosters. If we can get those boys back in the side, I think I think if we get Walker back, he's got to come straight in. But anyway, that's a that's another point for another day. Let's move on to our next game. It was the Rabbitohs against the Eels. Eels getting it done in a massive victory in the second half, 36-16 to 16 here. Now, this is where the tips started to go wrong. Obviously, the Roosters' loss didn't help, but then – the Bunnies, six in a row before this game, coming into it. Parramatta, the triangle of inconsistency. We've talked about the River Slugs on and off throughout the season. How how good they play and how bad they that. play. And, <laughs> and they just they they just keep having these games where it's just inconsistent. Craig, I want to start with you, mate. The Rabbitohs just look dead and buried that second half. They were. There was two games I didn't see. Uh, the favourite teams losing, and that was both that were on five or six in a row. And Rabbitohs just that they just weren't switched on, and and Parramatta were. Uh, that, that's all there is really to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Reese, I, I know you didn't get to see this game, mate, but uh, you, you're a self-proclaimed rabbits man. Although I'm trying to turn you into a rooster fan yourself, but when you see when you see a result like this, where a team's just had twenty put on them against a side that hasn't been playing that well, it sort of makes you wonder a little bit. Yeah, it does. I mean, they've been doing so well leading up to. Oh, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> yeah, just you know, no one's perfect. You know, you've you've got to. Um, I'm pretty close, at... mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll they'll come away. They'll come away looking at it. That match, you know, it's you, you've got to have those games. Yeah, you, you've got to be humble before yeah, you can sure. before you can achieve something good. Yeah, for sure. Mookie, we, we, we've spoken about this inconsistency from Parramatta. It's a great win. Heading into a, a buy round where they've actually, they don't have the buy. They've got to play this week and then they've got the buy round 14. Do you think Parramatta can start to go on a run now? Yeah, definitely. Looking at the at the uh, origin teams that were released, they, their only big shot out would be that Junior Paulo. Yep. You know, so they they've got both halves still in. They've got their fullback. They've got Marcus Evo on the wing. Um, you know, I, th- I think that that they'll really show what they're made of during during this Origin period, where they get they get to play. And yeah, they'll yeah they'll make it. They'll they'll stomp. They'll put their foot down this week. Yeah, I think so. And a massive uh, coup for them mid season. Joe off a Hengawi from the Tigers. Straight into that Parramatta side this week, so don't don't even talk about it. Great, don't great, even. great, great stuff there for Parramatta. <laughs> what what a beautiful signing it is. Uh, all right, and Dougie, uh, the Rabbitohs, mate. I'm sure they'll bounce back. They they are one of the hottest teams in the comp at the moment. But coming into Origin, it's not a good time for the Bunnies. A couple of big players out. 
No, it's, it's definitely not a good time. I, I was not impressed by the Rabbits' performance. No. I mean, I don't think anyone was. Um, credit to the Eels. Like, you know, they they played a great game. Like, obviously, to defeat the Bunnies, that, you know, the boys said they were on a six-game winning streak. But, yeah, like I said before, really disappointed with the Bunnies. And yeah. with, like, you know, their origin outs, it's a bit of a worry. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. All right, let's jump to our first Saturday game. Dougie Sharkies, 26 to the night, six. Massive victory there. Inkoff's Harbour as well took the game rural, which I like to see. Doug, let's start off with you, mate. Tell us what you were impressed with and if there was anything what you weren't that impressed with by the Sharks. Well, I'll start with what I wasn't impressed with and had nothing to do with the Sharks. I wasn't impressed with you boys tipping the fucking Knights. <laughs> Is there off your lemon spread, mate? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, back for another. <laughs> like, um... I mean, I, I don't even know where that tip came from, boys. But, um, no, I was really impressed Wait. with the Sharks. You know, moving the footy well. I mean, there's still a lot of mistakes, a lot of drop balls. They need to tidy up their, their game a bit. But, you know, like I said, moving the ball well and, yeah, getting the job done. I had the Sharks, Dougie. <laughs> uh, it's a miracle you tipped it all, Reese. So, uh, no, I that, got them all in. That, 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 that's, a, that's a great one for you. I'm not I'm proud of it, but I got them all in. <laughs> Craig, I want to jump to you. I want to talk about Connor Tracy, this this young kid who, who plays centre and fills in. But he's to me in any other squad, in any other side, he'd probably be a, a number one centre. Is a really good half as well, and is currently playing fullback in New South Wales Cup, and absolutely did a massive number on Dane Gagai. Extremely underrated. I just, uh, what what are your thoughts on Tracy? Like he, he can just fit in anywhere. As I say, you can fit him in anywhere. It's surprising yeah. he had as much NRL time as you'd expect. So I think if he's at another club, he's probably playing a lot more first grade. But I think he showed what he can do, given the opportunity. So how you leave him out now, I don't know. He had a really good game. Yeah, it's definitely a tough one. Luke, we talk about the Knights. They came off a massive win last week against the Titans. Really good win after backing it up off the bye. But this one was just poor, really poor performance. Yeah, definitely. There's some of their players, a Ponga, I think his mind was more about trying to do something for Origin rather than just trying yeah. to win a game. And I think that that win got to their head a little bit. I think they went in a you know a little bit too cocky off a, off a massive win, thinking that they could do it again. And yeah, the Cronulla Cronulla just showed them that um, what the football in Cronulla is is producing week in, week out, and they're just showing consistency. Yeah. Listening on to our second Saturday game, here we go, boys. The Tigers, <laughs> the Tigers the against the Cowboys. Tigers getting it done, 66 to 18. All right. Oof. First off, <laughs> absolute scenes at Leichhardt. Can I just say, from what I saw, this is incredible. Some guy made it 69 on the scorecard. It was hilarious. But it, it just absolute <laughs> scenes out there. Craig, let's start off with you, mate. Give it to us. Tell us about this beautiful game. Uh, I think they wrote a song about the West Tigers, something like it's the eye of the Tigers, the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> mate, we were just, mate, we were just on. What can you say? We were on. Oh. There was, and, and I'm sure Luke will agree with me, there was a good feeling going into this game. Like, just went into that game feeling good before the game. Even uh, the commentator, Mick Ennis, was saying there's a strong feel about them. They look like they were on. Yeah. Did I expect it to be what it was? <laughs> Absolutely, I did. Of course, I did. Of no, course. Mate, it was just, and well done to Luke Brooks, you know, to hear the fans yeah. chant his name at the end. 
He's copped a lot of criticism. Chunk of it deserved, fine. But, yeah, just very, very happy for them all, to be honest. It was great to see. Yeah, my uh, my multi of Cowboys 1-12 to 12 also said that the, I had a feeling Tigers were going to win. Um, yeah, you, you're exactly right about Luke Brooks, mate. In his 200th game, what a performance. Yeah. Yeah. Ran for over 200 metres as well, which is huge from a halfback. You, you don't see those sort of metres coming from a half. Let's go to the second massive Tigers fan on our show, Luke. Take it away, mate. Mate, I cried. Had a little tear going. <laughs> they were just exceptional. I actually missed the game on Saturday night because I had a belated birthday dinner. But I was checking the score because I was like, you watch. This is not going to end well. Yeah. And, well, we got up and we were 18 nil. I was still on the train. And then oh. I we had to get off and I had to turn the game off. And I went, no, like, not now, not now, because this will be the time they come back. And sure enough, we went into halftime by 18-6 or something like that, or 24-6. 24. 24. I, went, I went, oh, they've started. And then one try, tick, two try, tick. Fuck, they scored again. Fuck, they scored again. And then we just kept going, kept going. It was just spectacular. Like you said, the scorecard changing. Before they put the 69 up, there's a photo of it just being 66-0. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And, yeah, I just thought I, – I really thought Tigers had that mindset from the first run. And it was Junior Tupo, and he picked the ball up. And instead of turning and looking for Clever on his inside, he just went, I'll take it. And he just yeah. went. Yeah. And he took he took the first hit up of the game, and it was a big one too. Like, it was a big, hard hit. Um, and, yeah, I think that's just that just showed everyone. They were like, we want to play. We want to play some footy here. And, yeah, yeah. Good, on, good on Brooksy. Good on um, Stafford Toes, his 50th game as well. So Yes. And he had a great yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. So, Something I want to say to both uh, both you boys, Luke and Craig, this performance from the Tigers is what we know they're capable of. And now they just need to keep going. They've had three out of four games that they've won, which is great. And now they've just got to keep it up. Totally agree. And and with Brooks, his biggest the biggest fear with Brooks is his consistency. Yeah. But he's got Appy there now. They're learning off each other. I think they're really starting to gel. So definitely, in- Appy played his way into a New South Wales Blues jersey. But sure, yeah. we we won't give away anything yet. In case you live under a rock and haven't seen the Origin teams, we'll uh we'll save that for later. Uh, Dougie, I just want to quickly touch on the Cowboys. I know we're celebrating the Tigers here, but man, that is woeful. Oh, that's that's an absolutely horrible performance. Like I don't know, you can't even hold your head high and no. saying like, we'll come back better next week because like next week, everyone's expecting you to be just the exact same. Exactly. Um, to go down like, you know, 66 to 18, that's a huge score. Line. Like, and like, I was so, so happy watching. Like I watched this. Oh game yeah. And I was so happy for the Tigers. It actually took me back to, I was, I think 11. And like my, like, unfortunately my pop had just passed away and we were, we went to a um, a Sharks game at Shark Park versus Manly and Sharks won 68-6. And watching uh, the Tigers beat Cowboys 66-18 just took me back to that feel-good moment of the, like, because my, my grandfather was a mad Sharks supporter. Yeah. And like I said, he'd not long passed away and the Sharks come back, like, come out to win 68-6. And I had the exact, like, it just took me back. It took me back to going, yeah, my team is like, you know, they're on fire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, 
There, there was a little game in 2005 that reminded me a lot of this one too. Yeah, it was the grand final. All right, let's move on to our <laughs> next game. The Dolphins against Melbourne Storm. Storm getting it done 24 to 16. Another tip wrong in the books. I took the Finns. Uh, they were not the superior fin in this game. Storm had a terrible record at Suncorp heading into this game. And so great for them to get a win. What A game that I found actually quite boring, to be honest, if, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Like, it wasn't one that, that I was watching going, oh, yeah, like this is great footy. I just I sort of thought it, it got done really quickly. Like Melbourne scored all their points in the first half, and then the Dolphins came back, as we've seen so much this year, but just couldn't get it done. Uh, Lukey, I'll start off with you, mate. The The Finns are making a name for themselves as comeback kings, but not enough against a informed Melbourne side. Yeah, mate. They've already got uh, one king in their lineup, and that's Marshall King, but they can't secure that comeback king title just yet. Oh, yeah, I, again, another game that I missed because obviously being Saturday night. Yeah. Um, but I, I do make, I do tend to watch the highlights of all the games that I do miss every week. And it, like you said, even the highlight reel I found boring. Just, <laughs> yeah. just it was all Melbourne, and then it was all the, the Finns, and the Finns just couldn't catch up. Yeah. Like you know, Melbourne just put that put that lead too far ahead of them. So, yeah, I wasn't wasn't too impressed with this game, but. That's just based off the highlights. I didn't watch the whole game. so Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dougie, as much as Melbourne got the win, they're still not there. It's it's still a case of this Melbourne team really finding their feet and finding the Melbourne of old. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you, Melbourne aren't the team that we know. Like, they're not the team that you're scared of anymore. Yeah, the team exactly. Going like, you know, like, yeah, I'm in the iron. Like, are they going to turn it on this week or are they going to, like, you know, take a uh, take a step back? Um, Yeah, really disappointed with Storm lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually believe that the Finns are – I mean, I tipped the Finns. Disappointed they didn't get the win. But I think, you know, they had the grit to get it done because Melbourne Storm is such a disappointing team this year. Yeah, 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 for sure. And Craig, to finish off, mate, we'll just touch on the Finns uh, for a moment. But Jermaine Azarko, what what a find he's been for the Dolphins this year. Obviously, he spent some time at the Broncos, a little bit at the Titans, but has really found a home here at the Dolphins. Yeah, I think there's a couple of them that you can put into that category, you know, even Marshall King himself. But yep. um, they just seem to be doing really well for me. I felt the the match was over when Kafusi was off to the Symbian again. I think that's where I went, righto, this is only going to have one result. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're doing better than I thought they would at this time of the year. And, you know, I still think they'll be around that 9, 10th position trying to push for an 8 spot. Yeah, absolutely. And, Reese, just so you can uh, get a bit of talking time in, did you take the Finns, mate, or Storm? I took the Storm in this one, actually. Oh. I just... Um, <laughs> I was, yeah, like Dougie, I've been, I've been I've been disappointed with Storm for a little while. I think you know once their once their big threatening players left, they just struggled to find that part of themselves that had that yeah. winning culture. And uh, we've all seen it; we all know it's there. They just um, they they've been struggling of late. But I just I, I don't know. I had to I I had to back them. I, I think experience. It's it's so hard to tip against Melbourne, but like I I went. There. I didn't want to go against the Finns because you know I've been I've been you know Finns up like Fins up, everyone baby. else, but uh, yeah, I just I, I didn't have a good feeling. I, I knew they'd yeah I knew they'd put it put it back on them, but 
you know, it's just that there's there's more footy to be had, and I just I didn't have a good feeling going in this one. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get through it, boys. We have our first Sunday game was the Bulldogs against the Titans. I was watching this one with Lukey. Uh, Doggies getting it done, twenty to eighteen, a tight, tight finish. Again, a lot like the Roosters game. It all happened in the last two minutes. Dogs just getting it done there. Ockenbaugh scoring in the 77th. Anyway, but yeah, this this Doggies outfit were were really good, I thought, it, especially in that second half. Titans started off really well. Fafita getting the try early on really showed that he's uh, back and ready for origin selection, which ended up happening. But Craig, I want to start with you, mate. The Titans, they didn't get 26 points. What's going on? Yeah, what was it? Five weeks in a row? <laughs> Five in a row heading into that game. Yeah, I mean, they weren't too far off, but, yeah, just couldn't get it done this week. So, But, um, you know, I, I went to Titans. I tipped the Titans originally, but I did change the dogs last last minute. So yeah. I thought they might just show enough to get it done. Yeah, uh, for me, it was the added addition of Addo Carr. He is just such a big influence. And as much as people say, oh, yeah, but he's a winger, he's got that leadership ability. It doesn't matter whether you're a winger. When you've come from a system like Melbourne Storm, you know how to win and you know how to play well. Dougie, I'll jump to you, mate, with the doggies. Uh, we, we talk about Ado Carr, but Matty Burton has found some real good form as of late. Oh, look, Matt Burton, I mean, God, like, he's, he's having a hell of a season already with, with the dogs. And um, I actually took the dogs this uh, this round. Uh, which and yeah, like you know, with the like you said, with the addition of Ado Car, I don't know, like it was co- kind of a no brainer. I thought, yeah. yeah, the dogs are gonna get this done. You've got Ado Car there, and like you said, like you know, Matt Burton's in top form at the moment, he's playing really good football. I, I just couldn't go past the dogs. They just have such a good combination as well on that yeah. left side, but Matt, Matt Burton just finds Ado Car every time, and, yeah. and with the with the speed that the fox has, you just you can't. You, you always throw him in for an any time try score. Man, right? You know, what, what, once you link those two up, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And Luke, we'll just touch on the Titans, mate. Uh, I, I just said to Craig before, you know, didn't make twenty six points, but from what we were watching, the second half they just died off. It, it was just very lackluster that end of the second half. Yeah, most definitely, and the fact that they let the dogs back into that game as well, like, you know, how many times are they going to? They're gonna uh, blow a lead or yeah, whatnot. But I was more interested in the fact that, that I heard yesterday um, through just the through social media. If you had bet on the Titans to score exactly twenty six points with one dollar, and you you let your winnings roll over every single week after five weeks, you would have won nine hundred and fifty k. Yeah, I mentioned oh. that last week on the pod. Yeah, I didn't. I only heard it the other day. I was yeah, like, yeah. That is just a shocking amount to like bet a dollar, and if you Imagine. just went, if you just went, yeah, let it ride, and then you go, oh, I'll just cash out now at nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'd love to be that bloke. <laughs> who 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 could pick that score? But like that, if if you've done that, you are Nostradamus. Please come and do our tipping for us. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's amazing. What other talents have you got? No, it's great, boys. And let's move on to our last Sunday game for round twelve. It was the Raiders against the Sea Eagles. Man, man, at GIO Stadium as well. Seagulls getting it done 42 to 14. Where do we start in this one? Luke, let's jump straight to you, mate. We watched this game as well, and Tommy Turbo played himself into an Origin jersey. Look, he had a great game, but I still don't agree with him being an Origin. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'll, I'll touch on that later. Just 
Yeah, he had a, he had a good game, and obviously credit where credit's due. I definitely think that Manly come in with the point to prove, and yeah. they 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 definitely proved it. And yeah, the the Raiders just they went up to par. They've had a couple of good weeks, you know, in a couple of tight games. So yeah, that's that's all I can say about that game. Yeah, yeah, Craig, tough one there in Canberra, as Lukey just touched on there. Canberra were five in a row heading into this game. We know the further up you get in wins, the harder it is to keep winning. And I think that may have been the case for the Raiders. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's mm. uh, I think Manly started the season strong in the first couple of games and then they went away, they come back. I think when you look at the Raiders, you look at the South game, a couple of upsets, there must have been plays like Hudson Young came out and said that, you know, Origin was on his mind going yeah. into him. And you, you wonder if that was the same with Luttrell. I know Cookie wasn't picked, but, you know, same with him and some others. But, yeah, just, you know, the, the, got the bye as well the following week. I think they just looked a little bit too far in front. Yeah, you're exactly good. right. You're exactly right. And, Dougie, you, you made ugly stick, bagged a hat trick. But for for me, it was um, actually his brother, Ben, Travojevic, Burbo, we call him. He ended up with an injury in this game. Jake, of course, came in, but then ruled himself out of origin. I just, the question I've got to you is what makes these Travojevic brothers special? Like, what, why are they so good at what they do? Obviously, like, you know, they're, they're all three of them, they've been, you know, they're so rugby league orientated. They, yeah. They live and breathe the game, so you know they go out with their like hearts in their sleeves. They they play every game like it is the grand final, like it matters, um, and they play really good football. Yeah, I, I just think there's just a lot of hype around these these blokes because of how hard they play. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sad to see Burbo with that injury. Of course, we just touched on how Turbo played himself into an Origin jersey. And Reese, who'd you tip? Please tell uh, me it wasn't Manly. Wasn't manly. I had the Raiders for this one. <laughs> I had the Raiders for this one. I just, uh, I had faith, you know, a few wins in a row and manly just, yeah, dropped off. Yeah, you, know, you, you do. You just, you just have faith and then you have that faith ripped from you. <laughs> <laughs> and just to reach out to our uh, our little mate DK who didn't tip manly, uh, no perfect round for you, buddy. All right. Now that was it for our round 12 review. Let's move on to our tips. Let's chat about how we went. That probably <laughs> this is my worst tipping performance to date, and and probably not even just for this year. This is probably my worst tipping performance in history. But I'll go last. We'll start off with Reese. Reese, how many did you bag this week? Uh, three of eight. <laughs> Very nice, mate. Very nice. Let's jump to Craig. How many did you get, mate? Five. Oh, Craig, that that's pretty good, uh, mate. Anything over half this round was expert. Uh, Dougie? Three, mate. Nice. And Luke? Three. <laughs> well, I bagged two from eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It, it it was it was not a, it was not a good week for the skipper boys. It was it was bad. Two two from eight. I just got Penrith and the doggies. When the doggies got up, I. I almost teared up to Luke. I was so happy. I actually, I thought I was going to have one from eight all week. So, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, let's let's not go for a round like that again. All right, let's jump into our round twelve dynamos and dungs. Let's uh, let's bring a dynamo and dung from round twelve. Craig, we'll start with you. Who was your dynamo for round twelve? Mate, I got to go. The man himself, Mister Brooks. Luke oh Brooks. yes, yep. yes. Yeah, full credit to him. Beautiful and a dung. 
the Cowboys? <laughs> well, you can say the whole the whole North Queensland team. You've got to. <laughs> You got to, yeah. You, you got to exactly. Doug, did you have a dung for uh, a dynamo for us? Sorry. Yeah, look, I'm gonna have to like. I, I know it's you know it's a bit of a cliche thing at the moment, but I'm gonna have to go the whole Tigers team, mate. Like, yeah, they, absolutely. They played so well. Like, I mean, sixty six points. Yeah. Put sixty six points on a team. You can't single anyone out. Like that team played so well against the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And a dung? That would be the Rabbitohs, mate. Yeah, good call. Not good getting call. it done over Parramatta, like, that, they should have won that comfortably. Yeah. I don't know what went wrong with the Rabbitohs. I don't know if they were, like, clouded with, you know, other things like Origin and, and things like that coming up, but they just – they weren't in it. They just – their heads weren't there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Reese, from the one game you witnessed, do you have a dynamo for us? Well, it's it's not from the one game of witness, but honestly, I have to based on the replays of watch, I have to agree with Doug, you know, in his in his picks. <laughs> Just you know, Rabbitohs, that was a game they should have had, you know? yeah, but they didn't have it. Simple. Tigers yeah. were excellent, and I just I had a quick question about that. Was that a record for the Tigers? Team record? Yes, sir. Their, their highest was fifty four, I believe. Fifty four was yep. Yeah, because I, I heard it. I heard it mentioned. I, I didn't hear it was confirmed. That's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent dynamo to the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just definitely. for that alone, just to break a club record. Oh it, shit, yeah, mate, it, it, it's an incredible game. I think we're all going to be on that. And Luke, who was your dynamo for round twelve? Well, I mean, everyone said the Tigers, <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll talk them up later. I'll have to actually say I'll give it a Benny Hunt to yeah. kick that. To give that bomb right there, perfect placement for uh, Matthew Figai to cross the line and score in the last three seconds of the game. Yeah, to crush your rooster's dream, Joey. Um, I just have, yeah, I have to give it to him. You know, we can't all talk about the Tigers, even though I want to. <laughs> um, yeah. It's okay, Luke. You, you can do it. <laughs> you can. Yeah. It's fine, mate. And who was yeah. you done for us? I'm going to actually go with Latrell Mitchell. I'm backing up, backing up Doug there. Yeah, he let in three tries, um, and and it didn't even look like he was trying towards the end of that game. Like I just you gave up, man. Yeah, you, up. you you don't do that, it's, especially on television. Like you're a role model to kids all around. You know, in every sort of state playing rugby league, you're a role model. If they say you giving up, that's how they're going to perform in their local comps on a Saturday. And it was Indigenous round. Like I mean, that's where he should have stepped up and gone. That's right. Like, you know, and 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 proving something but like he just i don't know he he let that game go yeah for sure no lukey great shouts there my dynamo boys as much as i want to say the tigers as well i'm actually going a little bit different for me it's actually from the sharks knights game i thought the sharks were clinical in that and it's connor tracy i touched on him before just i, I extremely underrated I, I just this this kid could be a star in any other team, but with the star-studded lineup that the Sharks have, obviously he's a fill-in when he can. But just Connor Tracy, the way that he got past Dan Gagai, he burnt Gagai. Gagai was left left chasing his heels. And my dung, as much as I hate to say it because I know he's been struggling a lot, but it's Kalen Ponga. You know, he came back after a great performance last week. I thought he came back really strong. Did you see when he played the ball? Uh, he he got he got concussed and he, he didn't even know how to play the ball. Like it, 
I just uh, like they had a fucking monument. They've they've finally fight. they've finally moved him back to fullback this week, which we'll touch on soon. But I just I, I don't I don't get it. I like if you're having that many issues with concussion, you might just have to retire. Like you might just have to do it. You have to do what's best for your health. And mm. maybe playing football is not best for his health. So for me, Ponga was my dung. As much as I really do like Ponga, I think he's a great player. Yeah, I just couldn't go past that. All right, let's jump into he's been doing it all game, sir. It's our suspension segment. There wasn't a whole lot of major ones. A few ones that um, meant something to origin. We'll touch on Felice Kafusi, of course. Uh, got sin-binned in that game and ended up costing him a spot. Billy Slater came out and said something along the lines of like, yeah, it probably will hurt him. So without confirming he wasn't there, he confirmed that he wasn't there. So that was a, a big one there. Also, Victor Radley, a headbutt in the Roosters game, uh, probably warranted a sin bin, in my opinion. As much as I've spoken about how, how Victor does get targeted, it was a headbutt. And I think when when you do headbutt a player, you have to go. The game that Luke and I were watching, there was two sin bins in that game, wasn't there? Who who was the uh, Kepi? Kepi went off for Manly, and who went off for the Raiders? Oh, it was yeah. Hudson Young. Yeah, Young. Yeah, it was Hudson Young. He got he got sin bin, but still played his way into an Origin jersey. Up, but he's been doing it all all year, so a bit of consistency there. But there are our main suspensions there. Tino also copped a fine uh, for his little scuffle in the Titans game, but managed to get picked for Queensland. All right, let's jump into call. Sorry, sorry, sorry go. Can I, yep. can I just jump and say there should have been one more suspension in, in my eyes, and that's Luai for touching an official. Ah, oh, yes, yes. I, I, I know there wasn't a lot into it, but you can't touch an official in my eyes. That's it. Yeah. Like I, that. I, the grand final for... For touching one back in 88, different yep. circumstances, different times, I get it, but you can't touch an official. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I mean, could I touch on that too? Like, um, even though it's unrelated to this podcast, like uh, a few years back in the A-League, Danny Vukovic, a, a goalkeeper for the Central Coast Mariners, uh, ran up and like high-fived a referee and he yeah. was suspended for that too, for touching an official. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just something you can't do. It's, and the... The bit that annoys me about it is he was like, "Oh, I was I was trying to get to my teammate, but his teammate was over here." Yeah. So, so if your teammate's over there, why are you going over here, touching an official, and then going to celebrate with your teammate? Wouldn't you just walk straight over there? Yeah, it 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 didn't make a lot of sense. You're exactly right, Craig. And there's we we shouldn't be having that in our game. And yeah, it's not on. I mean, the officials have a hard job as it is. Like they yeah. they cop abuse all game, eighty minutes of footy, they cop abuse, touchies, refs, bunker. And like, look, we 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 can be at fault and do that as well. But as as viewers, but when they're on the field, they cop so much abuse. And I just want to, yeah, we'll just have a quick shout out to our officials doing a great job there. Um, it is just a game at the end of the day, and there's definitely no need for death threats. It does get to that stage sometimes. They're just doing their job, mate. Like that's that, right. You know, they they they're doing their job. It's interesting you talk about the official because I'll just quickly touch on it. I, I read an article today that is a um. There's an AFL league somewhere up north that's now starting to escort their umpires off the field. Wow! In a um, in an attempt to cut down on abuse from spectators. At what point do you just go? Enough's enough. Like, yeah. It's just it's just you know, disgusting that it has to come to that. They're, look, they're they're not robots as much as you want to admit they are. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're human beings. They're going to make mistakes. But- they're going to get things right. They're going to get things wrong. You know, that doesn't warrant any of this. 
But also, so three three out of five of us on this podcast have kids, right? And uh, our kids have played sport. And when when you're a parent on the sideline watching your kids play sport, you you you, you want your kids to look up to these sort of people. And, and Jerome Luai in a team like Penrith Panthers, who are the best team in the comp, they're they're, they're reigning premiers, back to back premiers. Kids are going to look up to Penrith. And if kids are seeing that Jerome Luai is doing this to a ref, I can do that in a local game. I can do that in junior rugby league. And and, and I go back to you know, how influential these players are. You know, I remember when I was a, a teenager, young teenager, and watched Andrew Johns rip out his mouth guard and throw it. And, like, I love it because it was passionate and hurt anyone. Yeah. But all that weekend, guess what kids were doing? Taking their, their mouth guard and That's throwing it. it out on the ground. Not me, but... <laughs> No, I didn't have one. Thanks, mum and dad. But, um, <laughs> but it, mate, yeah. kids, that's what they do. Exactly. I think. I think the big, the big point of this shout out is, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these kids could be our future footballers, our future stars. You just that's never right. know what the future holds. So, yeah, you know, we've and we've got being to... molded the wrong way by seeing like you know things that they that just shouldn't be seen on on national television. Like mm. you know, like like um like Joey said, like you know they these players are being looked up to by the younger generation and like, you know, how are they going to react when they get to the big top? Yeah. Yeah. Make it If they make it into the big league and what they're going to carry on the same way. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, uh, it's, it's a big topic. Let's uh, save it for talking points. We'll, we'll touch on it a little bit more and let's jump straight into core medic segment, our injury segment for round 12. A few big ones, obviously uh, Gerbo, Manly forward Jake Travojevic got ruled out of state of origin after suffering a torn calf in the win against the Raiders on Sunday. Uh, he's looking to be out for up to six weeks. So could miss not just origin one, but origin two as well. Ryan Madison in the Eels game had a calf injury as well. Also looking at six weeks, which is good news if you play NRL fantasy and you get Jermaine Hopgood because Hopgood's going to get big minutes there. Uh, but they're already got Regan Campbell-Gillard and Sean Lane on the sideline. So not good for the River Slugs there. And Cameron Munster, he played down concerns over a rib and elbow injury, but it could be a little bit worse than what we think. Apparently, he's managing it in the lead-up to Origin 1. Bellamy said he had been battling niggles during the week. And the only other major injury was obviously Campbell Graham, Rabbitohs star, Weird one. He got named 18th man for New South Wales, then ruled himself out with injury, but then got named for the Bunnies this week. So take take that how you will. Uh, maybe because he didn't get picked in the starting squad. He, uh, yeah, yeah, decided to rule himself out. But yeah, Campbell Graham with an injury. And the only other one is Brendan Smith, eight weeks out for the Roosters. So massive there. Turpin probably starts at hooker. Bit of wasted money at the moment. All right, let's jump into our next segment. And it's going to be over to Luke for Luke's Logistics. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, a bit of change to the way we're going to do stats from now on. We'll give a rundown of all the stats. We'll talk about the few games, but won't go into them. And then we'll give... I'm going to give the ruck infringements, most disappointing game, their most surprising game, the biggest upset, the best game, and the most improved performance from last week. So as Joe said earlier, Panthers got it done over Brisbane 15-4. to Sharks 
got it done 26 to 6 over the Knights. The Finns lost to the Storm 24-16, and the Doggies came back to win 20 to 18 over the Titans. The Ruck infringement this week decided that the Rabbits v Eels was the most disappointing game. Rabbits scoring 16 points with three tries. Alex Johnston bagged himself a double. Eels got 36 points, six tries. Bailey Simonson getting a double. Rabbits had two from three conversions. The Eels had six from six conversions. Rabbits had 44% possession with zero ruck infringements, gave away six penalties and had 11 errors. The Eels had 56% possession, gave away uh, zero ruck infringements, gave away one penalty and had 11 errors. For the Bunnies, Jai Arrow runs 16 times for 159 runs, 66 post-contact. Johnston had 14 runs for 151 metres, 12 post-contact. And Hame Sele had 12 runs for 138 metres, 50 post-contact. Damien Cook made 48 tackles and missed one. Cam Murray had 42 tackles and missed three. And Arrow made 38 tackles and missed zero. For the Eels, uh, Junior Paulo had 18 runs for 207 metres, 103 post-contact. Uh, Wiramu Grieg had 19 runs, 201 metres, 87 post-contact. And Bailey Simonson had 18 runs, 177 metres, 47 post-contact. Jermaine Gohopgood made 39 tackles, missed two. Josh Hodgson had 24 tackles and missed two. And Bryce Cartwright had 25 tackles and missed three. The question of that game was... Was the performance by Latrell worthy for Origin selection? Ooh, who would like to go first, Dougie? Absolutely not. Latrell let too much go. He just he wasn't there. He he was not present in that game, and I just don't think that his performance in that game was worthy of Origin selection. I, yeah, it's like I said earlier. He let in two or three tries. He looked like he gave up. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, you can't just base it on one game, but you would think the game before Origin selection, you'd put and your heart on the line. Round two, like yeah, I just yeah, I I don't think that was there, but you know, it's good to hear everyone else's opinion. On I that one. I honestly don't think it'll change his performance on Wednesday night. That game, to be honest, I I think Latrell, we all know what he's capable of doing when he wants to, and. Whether it was just trying to get through that game without getting injured, not saying that's the right mentality at all, but could have been a little bit of that. But to go back to Doug's point, Indigenous round, I picked him to be player of the round. Now, for our most surprising game, we also decided to give the same game as the biggest upset, and that is the Dragons v Roosters. Most surprising because the Dragons pulled off a two-point win with five seconds to go. And the biggest upset, because who thought the Roosters were going to choke? Dragons <laughs> scored 24 points, had four tries, and three with out of four conversions, also kicking one penalty goal. The Roosters had 22 points with four tries, both Tedesco and Kiri bagging doubles, and they were three from four conversions. St. George had 53% possession with two ruck infringements, giving away five penalties and had 10 errors. The Chookies had 47% possession, one ruck infringement, gave away six penalties and had 12 errors. Moses Suli run 13 times for 197 metres, 46 post-contact. Ravalawa had 18 runs for 157 metres, 56 post-contact. And Jack DeBellin had 20 runs, 150 metres, 39 post-contact. He also made 46 tackles and only missed one. Jacob Little made 32 tackles and missed three. 
Francis Molo had 30 tackles and missed three. For the Chookies, Tedesco ran 18 times, 200 metres, 48 post-contact. Jackson Paulo had 13 runs, 138 metres, 34 post-contact. And Lindsay Collins had 13 runs, 137 metres, 49 post-contact. Victor Radley made 37 tackles and missed three. Nat Butcher had 35 tackles, missed one. And his brother Egan had 35 tackles and missed three. The question of this game, back to that stat I said earlier, three out of the five losses for the Roosters being the second team to score against the Sharks, Cowboys and Penrith. If lower ladder teams can score first, is that the way to beat the Chooks? Well, I think the Roosters supporter should answer it first. <laughs> you want me to go first? All right. Well, yeah, look, look, I don't know what's going on at the moment. I honestly have no answers for the Roosters. Three losses in a row and three bad losses at that. Uh, Cowboys 20 to 6, Penrith 48 to 4, and now the Dragons in dying stages. And we just, at the moment, we're just not clicking. We, we don't have what it takes to finish it off. The experiment is over. Robinson needs to bring back Walker when he's fit, straight into the halfback role. Kiri moves to six. Suwalihi back to the wing. Manu into the centers. Turpin at nine. Cheese off the bench when he's back fit. And leave it at that. And don't fucking touch it. And let's win eight in a fucking row and win the comp. Um, Now, to answer your question, Luke, I think that is the way to beat the Chooks. I think if what, lower... you didn't answer it just then? No, nah, no. Nah, like, I just gave a bit of a background. But no, no. I, I think I think if lower if lower ladder teams can score first, it, it it probably is the way to beat the Roosters. I think they're a bit... Uh, they get a bit flustered if they score second. So, anyway. That's what I was going to say. Well, like, you know, do you think that, you know, with the lower team scoring first, do they get a bit, like, nervous, a bit flustered and they sort of like lose their ground and you yeah, know, like they, 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 they're just not like, it's kind of like not doing well under pressure. They're like, Oh shit, we didn't score first. So, you know, and that's where mistakes are made. They, they become flustered. They become like, you know, agitated. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think just, just on that point, Joey, um, is the lower ladder teams are gaining more confidence to beat the roosters now. You know, five weeks ago they they wouldn't have had that, but I think they're going in and they get that first try. Yeah, headspace drops down and the other one goes up. So well, that's it. Two two of the two out of our three losses were lower ladder teams. The Dragons, the lower ladder teams, then going in, going okay, we scored the first try, we're going to beat these guys. Yeah, that's right. But I think I think once we have our troops back, and if Robinson moves the squad back, as I said before. I think we will win games because I think we will have our cohesion back and we we know how to play that system. That's the structure we played last year. We won eight games heading into the finals last year, eight in a row, eight in a row heading into the finals before the Bunnies beat us on Simbin Sunday. But we won eight in a row heading into that. We need to play to that structure. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. And exactly. I think it was broken, to be honest, Joey. I thought it, it wasn't. Was changing for the sake of it. but Yeah. There you go, Lukey. Sign Joey up for some Roosters coaching, I reckon, after that speech. Get him in there. Probably Archer in the next fucking... I'll tell you why. I'm pretty pissed at him, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Ruck Infringement this week awarded the best game to the Mighty Mighty Tigers. The Tigers putting on 66 points with 11 tries 
We had Junior Tupo, Stafford Toa, and David Northaluma all bagging doubles. And we also had five other try scorers. The Cowboys had 18 points with three tries. Uh, the Tigers, which it's a long, it's, I haven't seen this in a while, 100% conversion rate. And we had three different goal kickers Brandon Wakeham, Luke Brooks, Appy Corusau. Uh, 100%, 11 from 11. The Cowboys were three from three, so good on them. Um, another high number I've seen, the Tigers had 65% possession to the Cowboys, 35. Wow. Tigers had zero ruck infringements, gave away three penalties, and only had four errors. The Cowboys had three ruck infringements, gave away four penalties, and had 12 errors. For the Tigers... Green Buller, 22 runs, 241 metres, 64 post-contact. Stafford Toa, 14 runs, 230 metres, 30 post-contact. And Luke Brooks, 19 runs, 212 metres, 38 post-contact. Happy Corusel made 34 tackles and missed five. Davy Clemmer made 24 tackles and missed zero. And John Bateman made 31 tackles and missed one. For the Cowboys... Uh, Val Holmes had 12 runs, 163 metres, 50 post-contact. Kyle Felt had 14 runs, 140 metres, 26 post-contact. And Scott Drinkwater had 15 runs, 131 metres, 19 post-contact. Reese Robson made 46 tackles and missed six. Cohen Hess had 41 tackles and missed five. And Ruben Cotter had 38 tackles and missed Two. I'm really sorry, Boxy. Like, uh, you know, I love Boxy, but you know, that's why he's not here. That's why he's not here. Hundred percent. That the the Tigers played an incredible game. We like, yeah, as a team, we almost had more a thousand more running meters. Wow. Um, we, yeah, yeah, we were just short like, of it. They played a great game. Like you know, yeah, you know, fuck the Cowboys, whatever. But like <laughs> up the Tigers, man. Like yeah. the Tigers played a great game. Yeah. Can I now, just like, say, uh, in defence of our, our good mate Boxy, who's not with us tonight, mm. last week he did say if the Tigers won, he would be happy for them. Yeah. He, he did. Up. He did. No, you, you are that. right. So, I, I, I actually heard it? him say that he was going to buy us all a case too if the Tigers Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Boxy. <laughs> Thank you. So he he yeah. did say that, so full respect to you, Boxy, but at the same time, fuck you, Boxy. <laughs> yeah, much love, uh, Boxy. And you know what? This is actually a question I would have loved to ask him, but I'll ask Craig instead. Uh, Craig, got a buy. we've just scored 66 points. We've got a buy. Can we back it up after the buy? Who's our next game? Raiders, Campbelltown, Friday night. If we can't get up for that, it's got to hope that Appy gets through. Origin. Um, you know, uninjured. And, um, yeah, I think that will be Croker's 300th game as well. Ooh. Um, I'll be surprised. That's a big one. Will Raiders play him or will they give him a week off to play at GIO the next week? I hope they give him mm. the week off. Mm. But uh, how, how can we not go into that game confident after what we did? So. Yeah. It's 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 going to be a tough one, I reckon. Obviously, yeah, Croker's 300th game. And we're coming off a buy. I would have loved to have played next week. Absolutely. Having yeah. that confidence yeah. on our heels right there and then. Um I'd, yeah. Yeah. But I, I have full faith in our boys that we can we can perform after a buy. Joey, what do you reckon? Can we do it? Yeah, up the Tigers. I got Tiger fever, mate. I, I <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost changing teams at this stage. Right. Uh, and the Ruck Infringements most improved game from last week. We gave that one to the Raiders versus Manly, mainly talking about Manly. 
coming off a very depressing loss last week to put on 42 points this week. We all, were all very impressed with them. The Raiders had 14 points, scoring two tries, kicked two from two conversions and had one penalty goal. Manly had 42 points, scoring eight tries. Tommy Turbo bagged himself three meat pies. However, they only kicked eight from their uh, five from their eight conversions. Raiders had 48% possession with zero ruck infringements. They gave away eight penalties and had 12 errors. Manly had 52% possession, two ruck infringements, five penalties, and 13 errors. Albert Hopawade runs 17 times for 173 metres, 53 post-contact. Corey Horsbar made 19 runs, 153 metres, 36 post-contact. He also made 32 tackles and missed two. Sebastian Chris had 14 runs, 143 metres, 50 post-contact. Elliot Whitehead made 41 tackles and missed two. And Joseph Tarpany made 30 tackles and missed two. For Manly, Tommy Turbo made 20 runs, 245 metres, 34 post contact. Tanila Paseca had 20 runs, 229 metres, 58 post contact. And Ethan Bullimore had 19 runs, 184 metres, 69 post contact with 32 tackles, missing one. Lachlan Croker had 41 tackles and missed one. And Jake Trevojevic had 31 tackles and missed one. The question out of this game was, where was Jack White? He he was very, very quiet in this game. I get that, you know, he had 42 points put on him, but that was, yeah, he was was not in my line of sight at all. I didn't even hear his name. I barely heard his name up in the commentary box, so. Yeah, uh, Craig, I, I don't know if you want to touch on this be, being, you know, your second favourite team, but I, I agree with Luki. Whiten was non-existent. Yeah, he was very quiet. You know, since they it all came out that he signed with South next year, they all banded together and they've been on a good run. Uh, I think it will come down to the next performance, which is this week. They, they don't have a bye. They actually play this week against They're South. playing the Bunnies. Mm. I expect a, a very different Jack White to come out and play this weekend. So yeah. I, I don't know what happened with the Raiders. I think they were all off. It wasn't just Jack White, but yeah, very very quiet. Yeah, I think for such a for such a big name player though as well for such a big name, uh, and a, a, the team needed him. They they needed White to be at his best, and he just uh, uh, as you said, the whole team wasn't there. But mainly were clinical. They Absolutely were. clinical in that game. I haven't seen Manly like that since the start of the year. So, And to sum up Luke's logistics, I've just got a couple of stats that people may not know. In the Tigers game, not only was it Brooksy's 200, uh, 200th game, but it was Stafford Toll's 50th game. So in his 50 appearances, he's made 19 tries. He debuted in round 25 in 2019 versing the Panthers and actually scored on debut. Um, he has scored 11 tries for the Knights, eight for the Tigers. In his career, he's had a total 5,762 running metres. He's made 30, uh, 381 tackles and missed 72. I just thought there were some really good stats to get out there and celebrate the 50th game milestone for him. Uh, regarding the 2023 season, the top three defensive tacklers, Damian Cook has made the most tackles with... 536 tackles. Reese Robson's tightly in second with 528. And Reed Marnie is even closer, tied for third with 526. However, Marnie is leading the missed tackle count with 59 tackles he's missed this year. Oh, exactly. Uh, Apicorisal is not that far behind him, missing 55. 
And Joe Stimson has missed 50 this year. And just for you people who are following your kickers, your conversion kickers, uh, Nathan Cleary, top of the, for the most consistent, he's got 89% for Penrith. Joseph Sulee's kicked 86% for Sydney. Latrell Mitchell's 72% for Souths. Uh, Garrick, 81% for Manly. Lockie Miller, 70% for Newcastle. Matty Burton, 73% for the Dogs. Lomax, 63% for the Dragons. Uh, Jared Croker, 84% for Canberra. Nick Meany, 83% for Melbourne. Nico Hines, 83% for Cronulla. Val Holmes, 82% for Cowboys. Tana Boyd, 80% for the Titans. Wakem's at 79% for the Tigers. Mitch Moses, 77% for the Eels. Sean Johnston, 77% for the Warriors. Adam Reynolds is kicking at 73%, and Jermaine Asako is kicking at 78% for conversions in 2023. I do have one more stat for you, Joe, but I'm going to bring it up in origin because I okay. think it'll give you a good laugh. Beautiful. I look yeah. forward to it. Well, thank you so much. What a segment. That is going to be around for a long time. Luke's logistics can feel it in me loins. All right, let's have a quick look at the live ladder, jump into some of our teams here. Penrith on top with 16 points. The Rabbitohs second, also on 16, but for and against a little bit different. Let's have a look at the Raiders. They're moved into eighth spot on 14 points. Seagulls at ninth. My lowly Roosters at 11th at the moment, but with the bye this week. The Tigers, they're at 16 because the Bulldogs won. Otherwise, they would have been up to 15th. Uh, so yeah, screw the doggies there. And the Cowboys at 14. Oh, also I didn't mention Dougie Sharks also on 16 points in third. So, uh, there's about five teams on 16 points. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going well. Blokes walk and talk. They are about encouraging blokes to get out walking and talking with others across Australia and supporting females who may have someone in their life struggling. From hosting walks to keynote speaking at businesses or schools is where you'll find Craig. Let's jump into our round 13 review. It's a short round this week, only five games to be played. Let's start on Thursday night. Dolphins against Dragons. We'll go around. A few Origin players out. Reese, who are you going to take in this one? I'm backing the Finns for a comeback. Finns for a comeback. I love it. Yep. Any reason or just? Uh, They'd be a bit disappointed from last week. You know, yeah. they've been playing some good footy and uh, I just don't, as as much as I can get, get behind the interim coach theory, I just don't think it's going to last for the Dragons. So, Fins. Yeah, beautiful. Craig, who you got? Fins because no Ben Hunt. Can't pick a Dragons team with no Ben Hunt. 100%. Dougie? Yeah, I've got the Fins on the same basis as Craig, like no Ben Hunt. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I think the, the Fins are going to bounce back strong this week. Yeah, 100%. And Lukey? In honour of Boxy, fins up, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, fully agree with Craig. I just saw it. I mean, I knew Ben Hunt was in there, but yeah, no Ben Hunt. Can't, Dragons won't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the fins for me as well. We're, we're all in agreement here. No Ben Hunt. Jack DeBellin uh, is captaining, so it'll be interesting. That'll be really good for DeBellin. All right, let's move on to our second game. It's the Eels against the Cowboys. Luke, who is getting it done in this game? Sorry, Boxy. I went with the River Slugs. <laughs> uh, they've only got Paulo out. They've they've got the majority, like their spine that is still there. Um, and yeah, I I do think that Boxy's boys are going to be really really deflated. Yeah, they've got no Val Holmes, so it's uh it's going to be a tough one for the Cowboys this week. But yeah, River Slugs this week for me. Yeah, no Holmes, no Tuolagi as well. Uh, Dougie, who you got? I've also got the uh, River Slugs. I think they're uh, they're going to come out firing. Um, Cowboys, like you know, they've got two players missing. 
Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think the Eels get it done this week. Yeah, Craig, a couple missing from the Eels as well. Obviously, Madison, we spoke on before, and uh, Paolo. But can the River Swag still get it done, buddy? Para two in a row. I've uh, put a line through the Cowboys. Yeah, well, they hey, they lost by 50, so they can't win the comp. Say the line. And, Reese, who you got? I think after, you know, the, after that defeat, Cowboys just can't. I don't know. I think they're going to. Sorry, Boxy. They've lost their mojo. Got the sluggies for this one. Boxy better not listen to this episode. He's going to have lots of PTSD. It's, it's uh... human next week. <laughs> I can't wait for the next, next he'll miss. He'll miss next week as well. It's the River Slugs for me. I think they'll get it done easily. Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown to be absolutely electrifying in this game. All right, let's move on to our first Saturday game. It's the Warriors against the Broncos up there at McLean Park in Napier. So, Warriors still in New Zealand, but taking it to a different stadium, which I'd like to see. Let's start off with Craig this time. Craig, who's winning this game? I'll go Warriors. Uh, just origin time. Yeah. Broncos missing some players. I think Warriors will turn up. Yeah, definitely. Doug? Look, even though you said that they're at a different stadium, Warriors at home are hard to beat. So, I'm I'm, I'm back in the Warriors. Yeah, 100%. Reese, who are you got? Yeah, I've got the Warriors much of the same reasons. They've just been... Uh... They've just been exciting me a little bit lately, so see how they do. Yes, and Lukey, the Waz, or is it Bris Vegas for you? Nah, it's the Waz, mate. I think I think we've all we're all on the same page. Brisbane have got too many players out. Waz at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we look at that Brisbane lineup, Walsh is out, Cobo's out, Carrigan's out, Flegler's out. I just I just don't think you can win with that many out. I'm also going the Waz. Sean Johnson, he's been in such good form this year and think he may have a blinder. All right, let's move on to our second last game of round 13. It's the Rabbitohs against the Raiders. Now, Rabbitohs, both of these teams will be looking for a comeback. Obviously, the Rabbits were six in a row. The Raiders were five in a row before losing. Going to be a good game. Let's start off with Reese. Reese, who's going to win this one? I'm back in the bunnies in. I just think they'll want to, they'll really want to turn it on here. They're not going to want to carry that last performance with them. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. No Latrell, no Cam Murray as well. Let's jump into Craig. Craig, who you got? Rabbitohs, I think. Wow. Raiders have got, I think I just remembered the Whiteheads out for a little while. Yes, so, yes. Oh, geez, no, I'll go Raiders. No, sorry, change my wife. <laughs> go on Raiders. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Raiders. Uh, Dougie, who you got in this one? Yeah, look, I've um, I've actually got the Raiders. Uh, you know, with Origin um, upon us, with Rabbitohs having a few players out, and also the performance last week. I just, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't see the Rabbitohs getting it done. So I've, I've gone the Raiders this one. Yeah, hundred percent. And Luke, you got to keep the missus happy, mate. Yes, I went with the stupid bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at I'll be at her place watching the game. <laughs> so and he'll be and he'll be messaging the boys going up the milk, up <laughs> the Canberra <laughs> milk. She's crying when they lose. I sh- I should have listened to Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Always that, that oh, that's the theme fault. of this podcast. Listen to Craig. All right, yeah. it's, it's also the Raiders for me. I think they get it done. I think Latrell's too big of a loss for them. All right, let's move on to the last game of round 13. It's the Knights against the Seagulls. Going to be an interesting one. The Knights had a big loss against the Sharks. The Seagulls bounced back in a big way. Seagulls will be without Daily Cherry Evans and Tom Travojevic and Jake Travojevic through injury as well. <sighs> Luke, let's start off with you, mate. Who's going to win it? The Knights. The... Yeah. 
they were shocking last week. Right, manly come back last week, but yeah, all their their spine's gone and their big hitter forward in Jake Turbo. Yeah, you know he could have had Jake been playing, I probably would have been swayed to go for Manly because he could have controlled it a little bit. Yeah, but you've got young Ko Weeks playing fullback. You've got uh, Schuster and Johns in the halves. You've got no Jake Tavoyevich there to command the thing. So yeah, I'm 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 back in the Knights, but. I'd say there's no more than four points in it, though. Yeah, 100%. Mm, mm. Dougie, Knights, Ponga will be hungry. He'll be hungry after missing an origin spot. Do you think they get some over the line? And he's also back at fullback this week. Look, I 100% agree with you. I reckon that that will get Knights over the line. Um, and to touch on what Luke said before, like, you know, you've got a few outs for, for Manly as well. So um, I think Knights do win this one. Ponga's got a lot to prove. Like, you know, if he wants to make origin selection for game two even, like, you know, he's going to have something, like, really to fight for. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think Knights get this done. Yeah, for sure. Reese, who have you got? Yeah, I'm taking the Knights for this one. But, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be much in it. Yep. And Craig? I'm going to go Knights 13 plus. Beautiful. And man of the match. I think he's had a lot of stress and a lot of, you know, carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders this year and uh, criticism, you know, fair or not, it's been there. And I think now the weight of the world's been taken away from him. Back at fullback where I truly believe he should always be playing and I think he will come out and have a blinder. Knights, 13 plus, Ponga man in the match and two tries for Ponga. Ooh, you heard shit. it You heard it here first Ooh, on the shit. Ruck Infringement Pod. Uh, the one thing I want to say, tough break for Lockie Miller, though. Getting moved to 14, he's an out-and-out fullback, so I don't really know what role he's going to play there. I think could find himself in New South Wales Cup as of next week if Ponga has a blinder. Uh, it's Newcastle for me. I think this is the first time on the pod we've all agreed on every game. Uh, I think we've actually gone... Oh, yeah, no, you I, took bunnies. Yeah, the bunnies. sorry. So so Luke has uh, taken one tip out of the rest. And, uh, Luke, you uh, fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Sorry, almost. boys. Sorry. Oh, and, and sorry, there, there is one more game that we have to pick a winner in, and it's New South Wales against Queensland. Reese, who's getting it done? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm, I bleed blue. <laughs> Love to hear it. Craig? New South Wales, mate. Like uh, Joey John said, I couldn't give a shit who Queensland picked. New South Wales. 100%. Dougie? Oh, you're so hard, mate. Like, yeah. it, it's not a question, bro. My fucking, my club team's blue. I bleed blue. <laughs> and Luke? Well, mate, you know my answer, but I think I might take a page out of uh, Tavita Pangai Jr.'s book and, you know, <laughs> say, say I'll go for the Blues, but if Queensland win, I might go for Queensland. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell Kevin you're, 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 you're available to hold the tackle bag if he needs it. Uh, exactly. Oh, no, that'd still flat me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, nah, uh, blue, you're blue's just going for the winning team, aren't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you bet, your bandwagon jumper, get off the Tigers. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> you're only supporting the Tigers because they're winning. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. Queensland <laughs> up. <laughs> all right, all right, mate. That's enough of that. We, yeah. we, we don't talk about them on this show. Yeah, no, but I, I'm like all of you boys. I bleed blue. It's blues yeah. all over. Yeah, it's blues for me. Our our little mate Boxy is Unless a Queenslander, so eh? that's that's that that's why Boxy's not here tonight because uh, he does support. He's me. outnumbered. Yeah, we told him not to come on, and that is it for our round thirteen preview. Let's have a look at our pickle bet bet of the week. I will read it to us tonight. We do have 
It's from the Warriors and Broncos game. It's Jackson Ford and Katoni Staggs both to score a try any time. And New Zealand Warriors to win 1-12. to That is priced at $20.80. So to find that, you can go on to Pickle Bet, Outrights, NRL, NRL Specials, the Ruck Infringement Multi there. Think, is this a bet you really want to place? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. All right. Let's get into a new segment we've got. We've named it the Set Restart. Basically, it's stuff you may have missed. Here's Doug. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, With this uh, new segment, I am actually crossing over to a few late rounds. So we go all the way back to round eight. I want to touch on the fact that someone had picked the wrong paint to uh, to, to paint the, the red markings on the... Uh, on the field. So we go back to the Sharks versus the Bulldogs. We have Will this. Kennedy and Kyle Flanagan both just bleeding red paint from their foreheads because they've just taken a massive tackle, eaten the grass, and they've come up with red paint on their face. And, yeah, like some questions need to be asked about the paint selection for that game. And also <laughs> I want to touch on round 11 Panthers versus the Roosters. I would like to say a special mention to our host, <laughs> Joey Alchin for becoming a spectacle on Fox sports. For Thank you. Supporter that did not uh, give up on his belief with his team, whether they lose 44 points or not. He was there all smiles and <laughs> proud. Even I definitely gave up. I was with him. He gave up. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I I loved that. I, I like I I loved every minute of it, and just seeing the post come out of your face, Joey, just absolutely <laughs> reeling in the Roosters' loss to the Panthers. I, I I hope everyone saw it, but if you missed it, please go and check it out. Yeah, you can also go on to TikTok, have a look at NRL the Casual Athlete. He's made a really funny video of it as well using the sound of Simon uh, hello darkness my old friend there too so check him out he's a he's a really great broke and just to quickly touch on that I had like 10 people message me when that happened had had no idea what had happened because I like we, we couldn't see it on the big screen and uh, all my mates are going come on mate smile for a smile and I'm going what is going on and then mate, they started sending me the videos and Beck and I like the, the the night after the game Beck and I are sitting there on TikTok and like every <laughs> second video was fucking you with your head <laughs> on TikTok going oh my fucking god Joey's a meme like what's yeah. going on even your yeah. mum jumped on it my son has become a meme yeah that's what my mum <laughs> said yeah she loved it she thought it was great it was, it was footy, the but... pinnacle of my TikTok scroll to see your head and just like hello darkness my old friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, i tell you, you what it, no it was a dark night it was a dark your, night. no expression on your face just going fuck this and why am i here <laughs> <laughs> yes yes but yeah no that that wraps my that wraps up my uh what you have missed um i didn't have too many but they were they were highlights Beautiful. Thank you, Dougie. That is another new segment we're going to trial over the next few weeks. It's definitely here to stay. I can sense it in my loins. All right, let's jump into our talking points. Now, we touched on Luai touching the ref. We touched on it uh, before with <laughs> Luai and, uh, and the touchies, but we, we won't really go into any more of that. I think we covered that pretty well. 
The next part I had was Dragons, Tigers, Bulldogs, and Manly all got to win this week, but can they sustain it? Now, we know the Tigers definitely can. They're, they're on a roll at the moment. Top eight coming for you, maybe top four even. But let's touch on Manly. Now, we spoke about how Manly started the season really well. Then they had a few bad games, and now they've started to pick up again. But do we think Manly can sustain that throughout the rest of 2023? No. No? Why not? <laughs> just inconsistent. They're, like, yeah. It's just the inconsistent play. And they've got, like, you know, they're, they're a lot of injuries at the moment. Like, I, I just don't see Manly being a top contender this year. Do you think Seabold could get sacked in his first season? No. Yes. I can't say it. No. I can. I can. Go tell me. It's just, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, like I said, the inconsistency. Yeah. Like, um, you know, he just doesn't seem to be like he knows what he wants his team to do. They're different every week. Mm. And I don't know. I, I think they're going to look for somebody else to. to <laughs> do, do you know what I could see happening? I could see Shane Flanagan taking over and Kyle coming over from the dogs. Kyle, Absolutely. Kyle, Kyle Flanagan is, is on the outer at the dogs now. Yep. He's been under his dad before when he was at the Sharks. I could see Flanagan. He, Flanagan, <laughs> he turned down the Dragons job in in big style. He pretty much said, oh, I, I'd coach any NRL club, but I won't coach the Dragons. And it was like, wow. Um, yeah. but, I, but I think I, I could see Shane Flanagan going to Manly. Is he the assistant coach here at the moment? He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, That's the only way I could see it happening. Yeah. But I, I can't see him... Moving Seabird on yet, unless they don't win another game for the rest yeah. of the year. But yeah, yeah, you know, when it comes to Manly, it doesn't matter whether it's Hasler the coach, Seabolt, Flanagan. If Tom Dubojevic is firing, Manly's firing. If he's not, they're not. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just so tough, isn't it? Like they rely on Turbo way too much. But Turbo's still on one hundred percent. So like, yeah. if he's not firing, <clears throat> he's not firing. They've 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 got a player in their team who's on a ten million dollar contract and. Does shit all, and he's the Queensland yeah. captain. So uh, may- maybe if he stood up a bit more, they might uh, they might have a bit of a chance. But we we won't get into the rivalry of state of origin right yeah. now. We got we got a week to go yet. Uh, we'll just quickly talk about the dogs. Do we think the dogs can sustain it? I had them in my top four at the start of the season, well below that currently. Yeah, they 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 can't. Like no. they've got their games, but look what happened on the weekend. Yeah. They yes, the Titans have been playing some some good footy the last few weeks, and they like and the Dogs did really well to chase it down, but they left it to the dire minutes of the game. Like it was wasn't like they caught up and played half an hour without scoring a point. Like they yeah, that's right. They really took it to the to the final moments. Um, and, and yeah, just like you can't play as well. every week like that. Yeah, you definitely you can't you can't come out and have to chase your wins, just like Dolphins. Like they can't. The Dolphins will really struggle if the rest of the season they're always chasing the win. Um, yeah, the dog like, is definitely building though. They're definitely building. Like twenty twenty four, they got Stephen Crichton coming over. They got a few added players, which I think will really boost their stocks. Yeah, yeah but just like the Manly, just like Manly, the Dogs have a have a difficult run home. I yeah. just check, I haven't checked the dogs, but I checked Manly's. Manly's next five games is the Knights this weekend, the Bye, the the Finns, the Eels, the Storm. Geez, they could lose all five of those. Yeah, <laughs> so you know I haven't checked what the dogs is, but they, I think that they've got a difficult run ahead of them. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, and the last thing I have for our talking points was Broken Bunker. 
just what what is going on in the bunker? Like we we talked a bit of, uh, before about how how much we we like we appreciate what the uh, officials do and, and credit to them because it's a tough job. But we have all the technology in the world, and it comes back to user error. So you can have all the technology, you can have all the gear, and no idea. And at the moment, the bunker has no idea. They have all the all these camera angles. They can see everything, and they're still getting decisions wrong. Yeah, I just don't know if anyone wants to touch on like what. What I do you think, think we honestly, need moving forward? I honestly think that the bunker's decisions are clouded by the on-field referee. I yeah. also think that they they look for absolutely anything to not necessarily disagree with the ref, like you know then, um, but. You know, for example, if the ref sends up a try and says, I want you to look at the obstruction on, you know, Luke Keary. But yeah, then they plays back. Yeah, but then they go back five tackles and go, yeah. oh, actually, actually, there was obstruction on Tedesco. So we'll still give the opposition, like, we'll still give the Roosters the ball back. I think the bunker should look at exactly what has been sent up. That, because- that, that would be the other way around. The, the Roosters would probably lose the ball. Well, not if, not if there was an obstruction against Tedesco, but oh, they they probably still would. I just think I, I just think the bunker's opinion is too clouded by the on-field referee, like yeah. we well, like we saw this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. you know, you make an on-field decision, you call to the bunker for a second opinion, but you cloud your judgment over them. Yeah, that's right. Get the decision that you already made. Like, why go to the bunker? Like, I tell you what, though, it took some balls. Yeah, <laughs> it took, um, it, it took yeah. some balls to to then overturn it. So I know, but like I, I mean, like, but then what's the point of the bunker if you're going to do yeah, that anyway? For sure. For sure. Like, what's the point? You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack, and now with Gibson's country style jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavors, including teriyaki, honey soy garlic, mild chili, and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com or follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky for the snackaholic in you. And that's it for our Talking Points segment. And it's over to our friend Reese for Reese's Pieces without his trusty sidekick. Yeah, I don't have my boxy this week. I'm sure he would have loved to be here, but we'll, we'll get into it, gents. We'll keep it nice and short. Didn't get to see a lot of these matches, but I'll, I've got some notes for you as we uh, go over the round. So we've got all the way back to Friday. We have Port Adelaide up against Melbourne. Port Adelaide getting it done. 11 goals, 14, 80 to 11, 10, 76. Now this match, I'm putting this match down as game of the year. It was spectacular to watch. Let me go to my notes. We've got, uh, well, it's it's just amazing. Port Adelaide doing so well for the first two quarters, uh, the first half. It's all in, the ball's all in their court. And then we see Melbourne coming back in Melbourne fashion, just doing so, they're playing an elite brand of football, uh, eventually leading 67 to 56 at three-quarter time. And then Port Adelaide comes back, all possessions their way. Fantastic. Melbourne didn't even get it anywhere near their forward 50 for the first, I think, 15 minutes. And then taking it right down to the wire, 80 to 76. Another tight win for the power who won the territory battle inside 50 entries, 61 to 48, and kicked all 11 goals tonight. 
from forward half chains. Well, from that night, I should say. I'm reading notes from that night. Uh, Zach Butters. We talked about, me and Boxy talked about him, an elite player. Finished with career highs for disposals, 41. Contest possessions, 18. Clearances, 10. And an equal career high for score involvements at 12. So an excellent match. We are looking to the next day, Saturday. We have North Melbourne up against Sydney. Uh, Swans just getting it done, breaking a four-game losing streak, 93 to 90. That's 14 goals, nine behinds, 93, 14, 6, 90. Now, this match was shrouded a bit of controversy. We in in a I'll just I'll be really quick. In a AFL match, you are allowed 75 interchange rotations. Wow. And North Melbourne went over that by one. In the last minute of the match, there was a bit of confusion amongst the umpires trying to get the message across. And eventually the penalty was made and Sydney kicked the goal to be up by three. And 30 seconds later, the game ended. There's been a lot of talk about whether or not there was inconsistency with the officials to bring that decision. But I just think, honestly, and I'll I'll be, I'll be straightforward. Sydney started out really well and then North played themselves into form made Sydney look like a joke and they probably should have they probably should have lost that match. Reese, uh <laughs> just sorry, I just want to ask you what what's going on with the Swannies at the moment, mate? Yeah, I don't know, but I think it's got something to do with being belted by Geelong 80 points plus mm-hmm. in the last two matches. They've got a young side. I'm not making excuses for them. Yeah, they have had a lot of injuries, but uh Boxy's been very vocal about how teams <laughs> should just get over it and just Work grow on their up. players, grow up, <laughs> work on their players. And, you know, the confidence is down. Yeah. You know, a lot of us can see what Sydney are capable of doing and they just haven't been up to it. I'm hoping this uh, performance sparks a bit of fury in them and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, as I mentioned, the Swans break their four game losing streak in an incredible finish to win by three points. Standout final terms from Chad Warner, game high, 11 disposals, 289 meters gained and four inside 50s. Oli Florence, three intercept possessions, and Ryan Clark, four ground ball gets, got them over the line. So we'll take the points, but if I'm honest, there's a lot to work on from the Swans camp. Let's get through the next few games. We've got Boxy's Bulldogs over the Crows, 85 to 40. Adelaide have been playing a really good brand of football this year, but uh, Western Bulldogs is too strong for them in the end. Then we go down to... Well, we go across to the West with Fremantle and Geelong. Fremantle getting it done 106 to 77. Geelong are the reigning premiers. They've just, they've had their moments this year. But just, I don't know. They're, they're going to work on something. They, they do have a lot of, they do have a lot of their seasoned veterans that are in and out with injury and just a little bit of a form slump. But I think, you know, they'll come good come finals time. They'll still be a threat. Moving across, well, moving up to Queensland, we've got Brisbane Lions up against the Gold Coast Suns. The Lions getting it done, 107 to 64. Lions have had the wood over the Suns for the last few clashes, so I wasn't too surprised about the result there. And then we go for another belter in Indigenous round. Essendon up against Richmond. Essendon getting it done, 71 to 70. An excellent game of football, if I've ever seen one 
It's uh, definitely the spectacle of the Sir Doug Nichols round. A remarkable come from behind victory for the Bombers, winning by one point. Their fifth one-point victory against the Tigers and first since 2002. Essendon controlled possession, grabbing 154 marks for the match, the most marks taken by any team in a match this season. With San Durham kicking the last goal of the match, the dying moments, just ecstasy across the G. What a wonderful match. And we looked at our Sunday games, uh, not too much to report on. Well, there's one. But we look at uh, Hawthorne up against the West Coast, the injury-ravaged West Coast Eagles. Hawthorne putting on an absolute clinic, belting the Eagles 142-26. to 26. Just, just there's nothing in it. Eagles weren't there. Hawthorne had it. If you don't have it, you get belted. We saw the grand final last year. And uh, the game that I, honestly, boys, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I had a 12-leg multi on this match. Carlton and Collingwood. Collingwood getting it done 85 to 57. 12-leg multi missed by one. Wow. One. I saw that. That was tight, man. Shocking. I don't know what happened to Jack Silvani. I need answers because that would have been a perler. And then uh, for the last game of the round, we have St. Kilda or GWS up against St. Kilda. Saints getting it done 92 to 80. Saints playing an excellent game of football. GWS got some things they need to be working on. But that pretty much wraps it up for the AFL for this round 10. Back to you, Joey. Beautiful. Thank you, Reese. As always, love to hear our AFL correspondence. All right, let's do a bit of origin chat. During the week, the origin teams were named for game one. Let's go through it in order from one to 17. So at fullback, James Tedesco will be there and will be captain. we got Josh Adokar. The centers will be Latrell Mitchell and Tommy Turbo, which shocked a lot of us. Being not 100% fit, we weren't sure if he would make it. And on the other wing is Brian To'o. 5'8 is Jerome Luai. And at halfback, Nathan Cleary. The props, starting prop, Tavita Pengai Jr. And then at nine, Appy Corusau. And then 10, Payne Haas. So interesting front row decision there. And the second row starting is, is Hudson Young and Frizzell are the starting second rowers. And Isaiah Yo at 13. On the bench, 14 is Junior Palo, 15, Cameron Murray, 16, Liam Martin, and 17, Nico Hines. So... Interesting one to 17 there, of course. 18th man was Campbell Graham, but gone with injury. And now Stephen Crichton is 18th man. And for you Tiger boys, Stefano Utoikamanu is 19th man. So good to see Stefano being in camp, getting a bit of a run there. It'll be really good for him. Let's chat about the team a little bit. It A few different selections there. I personally didn't have Tommy Turbo. But as I said, I think he mainly got picked after that game on Sunday. I think scoring a hat trick, Pretty much got him into the side. Josh had a car back for one game. As much as I liked the Fox, I was surprised that he got picked. Uh, he wasn't Freddie's biggest fan before this. And I just I just thought Campbell Graham was really hard done by. I think Campbell Graham has been the informed center wing of the competition this season. So to not be picked. Also, Stephen Crichton, to be picked at 18, man, I thought Crichton's been pretty good too. But look, it's still a good team. I think the biggest surprise for me was Pengai Jr. I didn't even have him in calculations to make the team. Obviously, that injury to Turbo changed Freddie's mind, but I thought they would have started with Apollo and and picked someone on the bench that's played before, like an Angus Crichton or, or someone like that. But 
yeah, interesting to go there for Penguai. The Queensland team was also named uh, pretty similar to how they lined up last year. The only real difference that got Reese Walsh at fullback, Selwyn Cobbo and Murray Tulangi on the wings, Holmes and the Hammer got in the centres with no Dane Gagai, which was interesting this year. Cameron Munster and Cherry Evans at the halves. Tommy Flegler, Lindsay Collins starting front row with Ben Hunt at hooker. Tommy Gilbert, David Fafita at second row and Paddy Carrigan to finish at 13. The 14 is Harry Grant, 15 Tino, Fasul Malawi. 16 is Ruben Cotter and 17 Jai Arrow with their 18th man, Tommy Didden and 19th Christian Welsh. Don't really care for the team. I think it's weak all around the park and the Blues should win 3-0. Uh, does anyone else have, do you want to give us that question, Luke, as well? Yes, I will. It's not a question. It was a cheeky, oh, yes. little, cheeky little stat that I wrote down. I didn't tell you it before, Joey, because I, I just wanted it. to. I was hoping Boxy would be here as well. But of the two teams, Joey, you have snuck away with a cheeky little win. You picked 70%. 12, out of, 12 out of your 17 selected that you predicted made the Blues squad. How good. For Boxy, he was just one off, mate. He had 11 out of 17, hitting 64% of his top 17, making this squad. You... You got hard done by by Graham. That was a late choice. However, yeah. I didn't take I didn't take into consideration Boxy's eighteenth man, so I had to ta- obviously take out Graham. But uh, Graham was left out, obviously, of the squad. Um, no, Damien Cook that you had selected. Yeah. No, no, Jake Javoyevich, even though that was late injury. You also had Ola Kawatu. Yep. And Angus Crichton in there, which were not selected. Over to Boxy's team, he had selected Ponga. Uh, Corey, uh, sorry, Xavier Coates, um, Gagai, Kate. Well, no, he didn't select Gagai. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, uh, Kate, well, Felice Kafusi, uh, and Corey Horsburgh and Tommy Gilbert. That didn't make Tommy, Tommy Gilbert starting second row. For no, sorry, no, um, I had to cross that out because he had Walsh's 18th man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, sorry, um, yeah, so Horsburgh, yeah, Kafusi, Kate, well. Um, Coates and Ponga all not selected for the Maroons. Love, love getting the win over the uh, the old enemy in Queensland. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. I, is that is that a bit of like foreshadowing? Like you know, we, is that just showing a Blues win already? <laughs> it is, mate. I, I'm just yeah. starting the series off with a win. Uh, yeah. I just want to quickly throw to you, Craig. Are you happy with the Coruscant selection? Oh, absolutely. I, I think. I think he deserves to be picked. I think he's been playing a very good player in a, in a poor performing team, but they're, they're starting to gel and it sort of demonstrates what he can do. Yeah, The combination with the Penrith players there makes sense. I'm a big believer in having two number nines, like, you know, not that I want to talk about the Queensland team, but having <laughs> Hunt and Grant, they will work well together. I think Carousel and Cookie work really well together. I'm a big fan of Nico Hines, but for me, he either needs to be in the halves or he's not in the team. I don't know what he does yeah. in the 14. Yeah. I don't see him coming into the hooker role and giving the same impact as what Cook would. I don't see him going on to replace. I'm not a fan of replacing a 5'8 or a halfback. Like, they need to be out there for 80 minutes. If you have him in the lock just floating around, I think that's... Ah, uh, I don't... Yeah, let, let, let's talk about that for a bit because it, it's something that's really stumped me. Uh, Luke, I want to... I wanna... You jump in on this conversation as well, the three of us. Reese, if you want to, it's a bit of origin, mate. But 
Nico Hines, you're exactly right, Craig. I was talking to someone this week at work and I said, you can't play him at 14 because he's either going to cover fullback, 5'8", halfback, or in the centers. Like, let's be honest. He's not going to play in the forwards. You're not going to throw him at hooker. You're not going to throw him at front row or second row or lock. So the only thing I can see happening is that to give Coruscant a break, Luai moves to hooker and you play Nico at six. But I don't think you're going to do that because both Coruscant and Luai are 80-minute players. Yeah. So, yeah. so have they missed Have they missed something here playing Nico at 14? Unless they've got a plan. I mean, congratulations to Nico. He deserves to be picked. Daily M last year. But yeah. again, you either need to be in the six, seven, or one. I I don't know how it works. And I don't know I don't think he could give a better impact than what Damien Cook would coming off the bench. So that's yeah. my you know, Tommy Tobovich, I didn't have him in the team, but I understand why he was picked. He's done yeah. it before, he had a good game. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can get on board with that. But yeah, I, I'm I'm concerned about the Nico Hines selection. Yeah, for sure. My, I'm on the fence about the Nico as well. I as a, and don't get me wrong, I'm not discrediting his efforts. I definitely think he has earned that Blues jersey, and you know, congratulations to him. I believe that Coruscant is an 80 minute hooker. Yeah, for the for the Blues, he he needs to stay on because he brings such a different impact, and you can definitely tell. Like even the Tigers when he comes off, you can definitely see that impact. Like you know, um, uh, slip sliding, and. I just want to commend him on his efforts as well because his selection into the team as the sole hooker, that just goes to show that, you know, it's it's individual player performance that he's being yeah. rewarded. Yeah. Like, so he, he comes from Tigers who's were 0-7, and yet they still have now put all their faith in Appy Corazal to get out on that field where that number nine, and I hope they give him the 80 minutes. Do you, yeah. do you know Appy never played any representative football growing up? He never played Harold Matthews, nothing. Yeah. No representative football. Wow. He just He's just jumped in the NRL, and now he's playing Blues. And did he Was he played for Fiji last year, was it, in the World Cup? Yeah, he's played, yeah. He's played for Fiji a couple of times since he's been yeah. in the NRL, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, regarding Nico, I actually think, you know, he. I think if, I'm thinking that Freddie's going to use him as a safety because if you look at it... He's not going to play. Tur- but Turbo, you know, he only needs one tackle and he'll be out for nine weeks. Yeah. So, you know, he goes down like a sack of potatoes. Cam Murray gets a hit. And he he had not what happened last year. First That's tackle right. of the game, and you five minutes later. Yeah, so I could I could see Nico sitting on the bench, and we have seen that in Origin before, where players haven't played a minute. And as much as we talk about, you know, Nico may be there in game two, depending on how Luai plays. What if Nico doesn't play game one? If Nico doesn't do anything, you're not going to pick him at six in game two, are you? I mean, yeah. But if Freddie if Freddie has a massive blunder. And leaves Luai out there for 80 minutes, but Luai does nothing for 80 minutes. Is yeah. that like that's gonna be I won't I won't be surprised if he gives Luai half an hour. Yeah. And if he's if at that half an hour mark Freddie's not impressed, and then you know he hook him. obviously not even hook him, but like he, he gives him that 30 minutes to he to make his decision, and then yeah. that set that last 10 minutes of that first half, that's his like that'll be like the last stretch. So he's made his decision and Freddie will go, yep. Yeah, I want him off. I want him done. But if something happens in that 10 minutes to open up the thinking again, but if at, by that 30 minute mark, uh, Freddie is adamant that he's going to be hooked, uh, Hines runs out second half. 
that that's yeah that's yeah just what yeah. I'm thinking at the moment. Yeah, but. it's gonna look. It's gonna be interesting, boys. We we won't know. We got we got a week to go. This time next week, we will know the result of Origin One, thirty first of May, live and free on Channel Nine, and we should be sponsored. Good people. Uh, the only other <laughs> couple of things I wanted to add for Origin. Luai came out during the week about the Selwyn Cobo uh, comments that were made last year in Origin. And he said, if he's genuine about me being a grub, then he is going to have to do something about it next Wednesday. Mate, I wouldn't say that because Cobo will probably end up pulling your hair and you'll cry about it. The only <laughs> other thing was Nico Hines came out. They asked him, uh, Gordon Tallis asked him on Fox League, if the call cattle dog does come out, who are you going after? And he said, Harry Grant for sure. Bit of a poke at his former teammate and just saying that he could beat Harry Grant in a fight. So it has started already. The, the rivalry and, oh, I love State of Origin. It's you know what, Joe? It's, it's not about the do- the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight and the dog. And I reckon Harry Grant could put one on Nico's chin. No, <laughs> uh, mate, we don't, we don't talk about Queenslanders on this show. You know that. <laughs> oh, I, I, no, but as a Melbourne player, I reckon if Harry Grant needed to, he could, I reckon he could stand up for himself. He definitely could. <laughs> That's it for our Origin chat. Our next new segment we had was Call Craig. Now, what we had, we had a couple of posts up during the week and you can get your voice messages for Craig in the inbox to the Ruck Infringement Podcast. We unfortunately had no questions, Craig. <laughs> so that will be up every week. Don't forget to get your questions in. You can either comment in a post, you can send it to us, any of us, uh, voice message, text, whatever you want. More is open and Craig will do his best to answer your questions. And that is all we have time for on the Ruck Infringement. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry it was such a big one today. I'd like to thank our sponsors in Fudge Life, Blokes Walk and Talk, and Gibson's Country Style Jerky, and also to Picklebet, our affiliate sponsor. I'd like to thank our guests, Doug, who is no longer with us, Reese, Luke, and Craig. Thank you for jumping on, boys. To you, the listener, you are amazing, and we thank you so much for listening. Just a quick plug for our merch again. Don't forget you can get hoodies, shirts, mugs, stubby holders, and now selling beanies ready for winter. There is a nice pom-pom beanie and a normal a normal beanie as well. And we also are doing trucker caps too. So you go to Rugby League Merch, check out the Ruck Infringement Podcast section. Have a look there. Afterpay is available as well. And don't forget, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And check out the Ruck Infringement Podcast on Facebook and Instagram for all your posts, all your information. And this podcast will drop on Thursday time of recording that's tomorrow the 25th of may that's it he's reese that's luke craig i'm joey remember stay puffed